Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Soulful Summit podcast, Journey to Your Higher Self. Today, I am so excited. We are going to be talking with my good friend, Thana Newman, on the topic of Ayurveda. Thana is a holistic wellness coach specializing in Ayurvedic medicine. She is a certified Ayurvedic wellness counselor and therapeutic yoga instructor. After taking her first class in yoga yogic philosophy in 2016, she was inspired to pursue her 300 hour yoga therapy training based on the teachings of, I'm going to try to get this name, right. Sri Krishnamakarya. Krishnamakarya. <laughs> oh, there we go. Thanks. And you may have to help me with this next one. And Mr. TKV. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, The teachings of yoga and Ayurveda deeply resonated with her, not only on a spiritual level, but helped inform her own healing journey from chronic health challenges as well. She teaches yoga in clinical settings like the Osher Center for Integrative Health at Vanderbilt University Medical Center as part of an integrative team and teaches inpatients at the Vanderbilt Psych Hospital. She has created nourishing wellness to make the teachings of Ayurveda and therapeutic yoga accessible to those who seek personal healing. Thana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Haley. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's let's dive in. So let's just get started with, can you give just a brief overview of what is Ayurveda and what are some of the top principles? Yeah. So Ayurveda is a traditional medicine. Um, it takes into account the elements that are all around us every day. Um, so there are five elements in Ayurveda. And it takes into account that there are, some of them are combined into three. So there's vata, which is comprised of the wind, uh, space, ether, energy. There's pitta, and that's comprised of um, fire, um, oil, the oily. Um, so it's like the property is oily, hot, sharp, um, and it's also hot water. And then the third one is kappa or kapha, some people say, and it com- it's comprised of the earth energy or cold water. Um, so those are things that are all around us every day. And, um, and that's what we are made of also. So it takes into account s- someone's um, constitution. So we're born with a constitution when we're um, first at conception, we take you know, whatever state our parents are in, we take um, a combination of their doshas. So these elements are called the doshas in Ayurveda. So we take on their doshas and we're born with um, an imbalance sort of doshic um, energy. And as we grow older, we are thrown out of balance. 
And so Ayurveda helps us keep coming back to our balance so that we can show up every day in our most blissful and happy state so that we can unleash the, um, you know, our potential, our highest potential. Oh, that's so cool. I'm getting chills. I, so I have to tell you this. I haven't, I haven't told you this before this part of it. Um, I've told you that I'm on with Fitz. He's on a, a holistic healing wellness journey with his food. And I've been taking him to a holistic vet and I saw our vet yesterday and she's, she's versed in Chinese medicine as well as, um, Ayurveda too. And so she was telling me about the different foods specifically for him. And you can, you can fact check on this, but she, what I learned yesterday was that, so he's been on beef and chicken primarily. And she was saying that chicken is more, it's like a hot or warm food. And whereas Fitz is naturally more like he, he pants, he's more, and he's naturally more, he's cool seeking. So he's more warm. And so now with the summer, she's asked, she's wanting me to switch him off of chicken and into a more like neutral or cool type of meat for him. Yeah. That sounds, um, it's very interesting. It's very much in alignment with Ayurveda. Although Ayurveda doesn't see, um, chicken as like heating or warming necessarily, maybe compared to fit compared to fish for sure, because, um, you take into account the environment that the animal was raised in. Mm. So for someone like Fitz, like he's like full of energy and like, very, like, I would say he's like Kappa energy, like very like grounding and, you know, big and beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, that totally makes sense. So she wants to give, probably put him on some lighter foods than chicken. Yeah. And Ayurveda, I would say very much aligns. There are so many commonalities with Ayurveda and traditional uh, Chinese medicine. Very cool. Yeah. It's she's, she's getting her certification and kind of learning more and anyways, so it's, it's just really, really fascinating. So, so I want to get into, can you share a little bit about your personal wellness journey, how it led you to Ayurveda and how it's helped you on your healing journey? Yeah. So, um, Ayurveda has been a lifesaver for me. So I started back in 2017, um, actually 2016 is when I started, um, my yoga teacher training. And, you know, as you know, as you might know, um, Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. So I got into yoga and, um, was dealing with a lot of insomnia, anxiety, there was just a lot of transition in my life. Um, and I went to all kinds of doctors. Um, no one could tell me what was wrong. Couldn't sleep, you know, wanted to put me on, um, you know, these medications that are, as we know now are very addictive. And so, um, I even went to some holistic practitioners that kind of gave me some pointers, but no one could really tell me how to change like my lifestyle and my diet so that I could come into balance and not have to deal with insomnia or anxiety. And so the yoga took me so far. It did help. There was, I was doing pranayama. I was doing, had a daily yoga practice um, with a mentor that I was doing and it was very, very helpful. And when I got to a certain point, he said to me, 
now I want you to see an Ayurvedic practitioner um, because that will also, it just fits in so well. They fit so well together. And so I started working with an Ayurvedic practitioner um, and my life was just changed. I was able to, I can't say the sleep patterns changed overnight. It was just like, to me, Ayurveda just like taught me so much self-compassion. There's so much self-compassion in it. There's, um, you know, eating foods that are nourishing and not depleting. And there are foods that we in the Western world think of as health being healthy. Oh, I'm eating a cold raw salad. This is healthy for me. And we think it's, um, it's good for us, but Ayurveda says, you know, this is not the, this is not the, um, it's not good for the nervous system to have cold raw foods, especially when you're dealing with anxiety and insomnia. So warm cooked, warm cooked foods were the thing that, um, helped me calm my nervous system down. Um, I was doing oiling and, um, a Bianco, which is like self, um, massage in the morning with some warm oil. So it was, it's just like a, um, a, a, a lifestyle that teaches so much compassion for the self. And I just loved it. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. I, I love the self-compassion piece and I feel like it, it definitely, at least in the coaching community and, and self-help is, is kind of feels like a buzzword. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I've kind of like in years past kind of rolled my eyes a little bit like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's actually one of the things more, most recently that I've been on an energetic level, really working to embody. Cause I, it's, it's mm-hmm. like a, a, a layer of awareness that I didn't even realize I was not practicing self love towards myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just on things like, um, I don't know, like it could be superficial things about how I look or, or, or something happens like in, in my, like a, a situation happens and I can kind of get, you know, like, uh, get down on myself type of a thing for not being more outgoing, for example. And, but more recently it's, it's like, I guess my journey is like, oh, okay, well it's raising awareness of that. And it's, even in those uncomfortable moments, still sending love. And like, I can literally feel my heart opening when I do that and relaxing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, for the sending love to an appreciation to the, to the good times. But I think even more importantly, like to the, the, the challenging times or challenging feelings, because I think that is what needs the most love. And I, you know, I've, we, we've been friends for a couple of years now and I actually didn't. So it's cool to hear that the Ayurveda has this, that philosophy as part of that too the compassion and self-love and balance. Um, I'm curious to, can you expand a little bit more about how Ayurvedic helps with balance and just any concepts or how, you know, you mentioned earlier too, with like cold, raw vegetables versus warm. Can you expand, like, is there a time when Ayurvedic medicine would support like cold Mm. salad or is it, like, what are the differences? And maybe this yeah. is a couple of questions with seasons and balance and whatnot, but yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, thanks for sharing your story. That's really beautiful. I do want to say about that, that in our society and probably just overall 
um, in our current times, we're taught to just go, go, go and doing more is the best. And so thinking about like in ancient traditions, like they didn't have all of these, they didn't have the amount of information that we're taking in on a daily basis, first of all, and all of the, um, the busyness that we have. And so coming back to like our, coming back to our, our human nature, which is to be in balance with nature, with the seasons, with the, our circadian rhythm, to me, that's, that's self-compassion. Um, and so to answer your question about um, uh, when does Ayurveda, so taking account into the, this, the seasons, um, I would say the only time that Ayurveda says a, a cold raw salad is okay is maybe an occasional side salad. Um, and maybe for a, a person that's predominantly pitta, um, so the fire element. Um, so for someone who's vata, someone who is um, has that creative vata energy and is kind of like, has the tendency to be more scatterbrained, has the tendency to be anxious and nervous, that's just going to increase the vata a little more. And so coming into balance, um, so as I had mentioned earlier, we're born with a doshic constitution. And so all of these things, the music that we connect to on a daily basis, the the smells that we take in, um, you know, the environment, if we're like in a cold office with air conditioning all day, that's drying. And so that takes us out of our balance and to um, know what your constitution is now and where, you know, it's hard to say for a lot of people what their, what constitution they're born with. I think it's something that you kind of discover over time. Um, But we, can know from certain questions, you know, do you have dry skin? Do you have, you know, are you hot tempered or, you know, cold natured? Um, these things can kind of help us know what our, um, do, what our doshic state is now and what are the things that are throwing us out of, what are, where are we out of balance? And so working back to um, balance using you know, the foods that we eat and the music, we can do essential oils. There's so many things to help us come back into our, um, our, our natural state that's in balance. And so I would say that's what Ayurveda helps with. Thank you. This is so cool. I was listening actually on my drive back from the vet's office yesterday, and it was like a life coaching thing on uh mindset and neuroplasticity but that what you mentioned before as far as like the amount of information and inputs that we get from social media from text messages from traffic just like the the frequency energetic it's just very static and it can't and i think um it does create anxiousness and unless we're intentional about and, and it's also as you know addicting like it's a it's their dopamine hits and so we get, you know, addicted to that dopamine hit by looking at our phone, by, you know, the net, the next Netflix show or whatever, the, the auto play. Um, 
And that's actually one thing that I've been is my next step on my wellness journey is like after dinner, I typically, it feels good for me to, or like during dinner, actually like to, to watch like a Netflix show. And, and last night, you know, after listening to this, I was like, yeah, that's, that's another dopamine, which is a quick, it's a quick hit. And, and really, you know, it's, there are certain things that we can do. And it sounds like Ayurveda is this way is that it's more serotonin boosting, which helps us bring back, bring us back to our natural state. And it's how we start our day and move throughout the day and end our day being, being very mindful of the inputs that we have that can help us come into a more balanced state. And I actually didn't realize, I guess in my mind, I was thinking, which I guess now I, I, I guess it's connecting some dots. I I guess in my mind, I was thinking Ayurveda was just like nutrition, but it sounds like it's more, it's a much broader, holistic uh, lifestyle approach. Um, So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. um, I would say it is a, it takes into account like your lifestyle, what, you know, what you do, you know, we're going to be out of balance. Like, you know, there in our life, yes, we, it's very hard to stay in balance 24 seven, but Ayurveda gives the tools to come back into balance, you know, whether it's through like Dinacharya, which is like your daily routine, staying on this daily routine. And, um, you know, so if you're, for example, um, it's summer, it's almost summertime here. Um, and, it's very hot outside. If you're someone who is hot natured and you're listening to metal music um, and you're having very spicy foods, you know, this is going to, it's going to continue to throw you out of balance. But if you're, you know, you have an argument at work um, and you're also eating like dates like sweet foods this is sweet foods are something that calm um the pitta element um and then staying on a routine and not you know doing an hour and a half of cardio like these are things that are going to throw you out of balance so ayurveda just gives the tools to come back into balance Hmm. how do you know when you're in balance that's a very good question so um ayurveda um, says that a person whose doshas are in balance and whose appetite is good, um, whose tissues are functioning normally, um, whose uh, malas, which is your your sweat, you're sweating, you're having a daily bowel movement, your urination is um, normal. It's so the urination part is like you know if it's like you know almost clear, not cloudy um, not dark. So if these, if these things are, um, functioning normally and your mind and senses are full of bliss, that's literally what it says. It says whose mind and body are full of bliss. This is a person who's in balance. Mm. Thank you. I love, I, I love this. Um, I want to get to, I want to get to this one question. This was from one of our listeners who, reached out. They wanted to know about this particular question. Um, how can Ayurveda help with weight loss? Yeah. So again, I would say that, um, we don't really say in Ayurveda, like 
you know, the goal isn't to lose weight. The goal is to be in balance in your doshic, you know, constitution and imbalance, right? But if you are a kappa out of balance and you're overweight, there are certain things that you can do to um, balance. And this is actually for all three doshas, um, maybe except for vata, because vata people are usually um, like very thin, like smaller frame. And so they can get away with snacking. Um, but so the other, the other um, doshas, I would say to um, quit any snacking between meals. This is so interesting, right? Because like in the Western model, it's like you should snack and have some nuts and have some, you know, raw carrots. Um, uh, but in Ayurveda, we want to have our biggest meal between 10 and 2 p.m. Because um, this is when the sun is at its, um, it's the hottest, it's the highest in the sky. And that is going to impact our agni or digestion. So the digestive system is going to be able to digest the food most efficiently between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So we want to have our um, biggest meal during that time and then allow four hours for digestion, no snacking, and then to have a light dinner um, at least two hours before bed. And then if you, so ideally two meals a day, this is, um, this is what it was. It wasn't three meals for people who are Vata. I would say you can have a glass of milk in the morning. Um, so maybe between, um, between eight and, and, uh, 10 AM, you can have a glass of milk. If someone uh, is having dairy, um, there are, um, if someone wakes up very hungry, there are also, um, lighter breakfast that you can have like stewed apples with cinnamon. Um, you can have, um, stewed apples or stewed pears. Um, you can have a little oatmeal with cinnamon and, so lighter breakfast, heavier meal between 10 and 2 PM, and then a lighter dinner. So something like, um, stewed veggies, uh, or roasted veggies, um, you know, with, spices. So you don't want to have something raw and cold. Um, it does, it can taste good. You know, it can be healthy and taste good. Maybe some, um, broth, you can have like some, uh, chicken broth, goat broth. Um, it is a, I would say like, um, it's, it's not true that Ayurveda doesn't, um, encourage meat, but just to limit the meat consumption. And then, so I would also say if working on digestion is the most important thing in uh, the weight loss journey. So if you're not having a daily bowel movement, um, you know, having a warm glass of water in the morning or a hot glass of water, um, and then having uh, some ginger, you know, chopped ginger before your meals. So that will encourage um, the Agni to work a little more efficiently. Um, so you can have like a piece of ginger and then you can have your meal. Um, there are so many things that you can do, but I would say working on digestion and then two meals a day for weight loss. If someone is, um, you know, overweight and then um, having warm water throughout the day, 
especially in the morning when we're waking up, you know, there are so many people that want to go to Starbucks and have these heavy, like cold um, drinks, especially in the summertime. And it just, it like just puts out the, the Agni or digestive fire. And um, in Ayurveda, the concept of Agni is so important because if your Agni dies, that's when, that's when the body dies as well. We have to keep our Agni strong. Um, you know, when we're born, we have, we're in a kappa, we're in the kappa state of life. And then as we're, we're, we become adults, we build our, um, we're building our Agni and then we come into our pit, the Pitta state stage of life. And then when we're, um, you know, retired, we get into like the older stage of life. That's the Vata and part of that, when you see like people who are retired or, you know, a little older, their digestion isn't as strong. It's because their Agni is dying. And so doing whatever we can to keep the Agni strong is really important. Spices, um, lots of ginger, um, intermittent fasting, you know. That's so cool. I, you know, I, I love learning about this. No, nutrition can be a very, it is a very complex, uh, topic or can be, and there's a lot of information out there, a lot of misinformation out there. Um, and it's also very, of course, very individualized for, for that person. I don't believe like a one size fits all. Um, but I love what you're talking about. I've learned personally, a lot of information recently on like the benefits, the healing benefits of intermittent fasting, uh, the self-healing benefits. I didn't know how many like healing mechanisms kick in with that. And I, and I will say one thing I, I do want to throw out there is that women need to fast differently than men, uh, based off of hormones and and that sort of thing. So like, I actually work with a guy who, who he fasts 20, like he eats one meal a day and fasts, um, every day. And he can do that every day of the month. Whereas women, because of um, the different hormones and we, we can't do that. That's actually detrimental. Um, so just to kind of, but, but it's so cool. Like the self again, that like we actually can make stem cells at 72 hours of fasting. And I haven't personally done 72 hours, but that's so cool to me. Like, and it's just further, I mean, evidence or examples of how our bodies heal themselves when given the right conditions and nutrition and lifestyle like Ayurveda it creates that healing energy, if you will, or, or environment for your body to, to heal itself. Mm. I'm curious about, uh, the digestion, uh, because what, what are, cause as you, as you just explained, it's very important, uh, to our well-being. What are some things that you see with your clients that maybe kick them out of a healthy digestion? Um, and maybe what are, and you've already mentioned some, but maybe like one or two things that you would recommend, like some common things that kick people out of like a healthy digestive environment. And what are one or two things that you might recommend to help yeah. with get the such balance? A, such yeah. a great and important question, right? Because, um, if our digestion is off, there are so many things that we'll see that we'll, we'll just feel off all day. Um, and so some common things I would say is staying up too late, staying up past 10 a.m., uh, sorry, 10, 10 p.m. Um, so when we're, um, 
digesting that digestion is not just digesting of food, right? Like digestion, when we have good digestion and we're eating lighter dinners, our body doesn't have to work as hard at night while we're trying to sleep to digest our food. And it allows us to digest our experiences. Mm. So digestion isn't just for digesting your food. You want to be able to process what you experience during the day um, and integrate um, at night. And if you're staying up late, you're not going to be able to digest your experiences, right? And then during the day, um, sleeping past 6 a.m. So we want to work on um, waking with the sun or right before the sun comes up. This is in so many ancient traditions, right? Like it's just recent that people are staying up all night, you know, on the computer, taking in information that they're not digesting and then going to sleep. And um, so let, let me go back to the Ayurvedic clock, first of all. So the Ayurvedic clock from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., That's those are pitta hours, 2 p.m., 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. are vata hours. And so waking right before the sun during the vata hours, that that's that's like the, those are the hours where your sleep is a little lighter. So waking up at 5, 6 a.m., it's um, the time where you want to get creative, you want to connect and, um, you know, maybe do some uh, writing or journaling and any kind of creativity during that time. And then 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. are kappa hours. So if you're waking during kappa hours, that's the heavy earth energy. And so if you're waking up during that time, you're that's the way that you're going to feel for most of the day. You're going to feel more sluggish. Your digestion will be a little more sluggish. Um, but if you're waking up a little earlier during the Vata hours, that's going to influence your digestion. You're, you're going to have, um, you're going to feel lighter. Your digestion will, um, have, you have, you would have slept well. And so your digestion is functioning normally. And then, um, you're eating your biggest meal, 10 AM to 2 PM. So that's when the sun is highest. And you're going to be able to digest your food well because of that. Um, And then going for, and then, you know, doing your work, you know, staying on that, that, the, um, the routine with nature. And then, so 2 PM to 6 PM are kappa hours. So you want to start to um, wind down, have a light dinner, go for a 10 minute walk, maybe after your dinner you're going to start to um, wind down and go within um, maybe do some scriptural readings. Um, So staying in this rhythm is going to help the digestion. And then another thing I would say, the big no-nos in Ayurveda, there's not a lot that Ayurveda says you can't have at all, but I I would say the thing that um, the biggest things that impact digestion is having cheese and fried foods. Okay. So cheese and fried foods, very, very heavy for the, um, for, for your digestion, very heavy to digest. And I know that, 
um, people in the keto community don't like that because I have, you know, they're all about like having like good fats. And yes, we say in Ayurveda, you should have good fats. Ghee is amazing. Um, avocados, amazing. Cheese is very, very hard to digest. Another thing with that is that um, there's food combinations. There are certain food combinations that are known as in Ayurveda. You're not supposed to have dairy with any other foods. Maybe an exception is having a warm glass of milk that's spiced with dates. Um, and then not having uh, cold raw fruits with your other food. So imagine your digestion, you're having warm cooked foods, which your body loves. And then right afterwards, you're having a cold raw apple. And so your body is digesting the food at a certain temperature. And then all of a sudden, you're giving it something cold and raw. And so there's just going to be confusion how to digest this food. So between eat, uh, between eating your meal and then having, if you want to have a snack, you want to have about an hour and a half to two hours before you have a cold piece of fruit. Um, so these are the things I would say. So um, waking and sleeping with, you know, with the, um, the sun and um, not having dairy with your food. And having um, your biggest meal between 10 and 2 p.m. later dinner. These are going to be great. And then you can have also some spices, like lots of spices are great. I wouldn't say like too spicy, but ginger is great for digestion. Um, cinnamon is good. So all of these spiced milk, like this is amazing. So for anyone who wants who is having trouble sleeping and wants, um, you know, some, something to help them go to sleep, but also like, it's also good for digestion. You want to put a little bit of spice in your milk and have it. So all, all of the spices are, are great. I would just say, you know, for pitta, pittas have to be careful with too much spice. Thank you. That's a, a lot of information and it's helpful for me to hear. Cause I, cause I mean, we we've coached together and, um, I've been incorporating more like less, um, cold salads and cooking my salads with just, um, either ghee or warm butter and garlic. And I, I, I like that better personally. Um, and I can <laughs> just, this happened yesterday. So I'll just share this. I've, as you know, I've, I've been pretty much like cutting out, like, I don't crave fast food or anything like that anymore. Um, but yesterday we had these, our work board meetings and they brought in Chick-fil-A and that, that is like the one fast food. And I, I haven't had it in a over a year, at least, at least. Um, but I was like, well, it's, you know, it's here. So I, I got, I got one. Oh my gosh. I, I think because I've been more on this like wellness journey and like being more intentional with the foods that I eat and, cutting out alcohol and things like that. Um, I like within 30 minutes after eating it, I mean, it, it tasted good, <laughs> but then I immediately felt like I, my diet, I felt, I felt sick. Like I felt a little nauseous. It was just like very heavy. I felt just oily to the point where I'm like, I, I don't, I, I think I'm ready to, to stop Chick-fil-A actually. Mm -hmm. Um, which I know in the South can be like, what, but 
uh, I just felt really, really bad. And so when I came home, I was, um, I've read that dandelion root tea is good for, um, like cleansing and digestion and stuff. And, um, anyway, so I've, I feel better today, but I mean, it, it was like a notice and I haven't noticed that before, whether or not I just wasn't as body aware or I had, you know, more, I don't know, body aware. Or I just wasn't at that level to even recognize that. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it's That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like, yeah, the, this, all of what I'm saying for someone who's like new to Ayurveda or on their health journey, it sounds so difficult but it's so interesting. you you said, Oh, I don't crave these things anymore. And it's because when you're, when you start on your wellness journey, um, there's very little awareness of like what feels good to your body and what feels bad because like everything just tastes good and it just feels good to do it. Right. But as you're cutting it out, you, you start to have this awareness of like, Oh, this food isn't making me feel good. And you start to not even crave it anymore after some time. And that's, that's balance. You know, there's like a period of time where you're kind of like, you know, fighting the ego, like, Oh, I'm definitely not going to have this. And then there's going to be a period of time where you're like, Oh, I don't even really crave this anymore. And that's, that's balance. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, Bana, you're always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I love when we get together. I always feel very uplifted, like gra- also grounded and then uplifted. Um, just really good conversations. I really enjoy talking with you. You've got a wealth of information. How can people find you, connect with you, work with you? Yeah, thanks, Haley. Um, I feel the same uh, while spending time with you. So people can find me at nourishingwellness.org. And I'm also on Instagram, nourishing.wellness. I also want to mention a Pitta season workshop that I'll be having July 15th online. Um, You may register online on my website. Um, My email, you can also email me with any questions that may arise, nourishingwellness at protonmail.com. Awesome. Thanks, Lana. And I will add all of those links, including the link to the work to sign up for the workshop in the show notes. Um, so definitely check Lana out. She's um wealth of information, as you can tell, and just really good energy to be around. Um, Lana, thank you so much. This has been my pleasure. Thank you, Ailey. Thank you. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experienced success in the traditional sense. A good job, a house friends and family, my dog Fitzroy, I had a lot to be grateful for, yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off and just relax? Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s 
who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.